La la la. Jason, do you want a smart chessboard? A smart chessboard? Yeah. Does it only play chess or does it play other things? Well, for it being so damn smart, it better do your Spanish homework too. I don't know. I'll think about it. Why do you have one? No. Oh, okay. Facebook has uh, burrowed into my brain and seen that I uh, enjoy Kickstarter every now and then, so it it makes sure to yeah. Uh, like in Futurama, where Fry gets the light speed brand briefs into his yeah. brain. Yeah, uh, advertise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the 31st century. It's the 31st. We were born in the 1900s, sir. Mm-hmm. We can say that. Kids born in 2000 are 21 years old right now. And they should be shot. They're finishing. They're, oh, man, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You know there are people alive today that don't know what VCRs are? Yes, people sure. alive today that don't know that the internet wasn't always on the phone. I've never been to an arcade. Never been to an arcade. What is that? Is that a PlayStation? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, these graphics are terrible. It's not about the graphics. This type of gaming back then, it wasn't about the graphics. Well, I mean, it was about the graphics. That was them pushing the graphics at the time. But still, still. Arcade games were the, the palate cleanser after you had your nice greasy pizza. Speaking of palate cleansers, I wanted to talk to you uh, about adventure games. Now you can learn me some about adventure games. As the only real adventure okay. games that I've... That was, uh, I think that was the topic of the day. <laughs> yeah, the du jour. Uh, the only real adventure game style I've played is from Telltale Games. Uh, have you played any Telltale Game ones? Well, I know that Telltale Games is from the genre of... Back in the late 90s, they had those games that like were adventure text, point-and-click adventure games. Um, the guy who ran it, he worked at, was it Sierra? LucasArts? Yes, it was LucasArts, because he had his hands on Grim Fandango. Mm-hmm. The guy who started Telltale's worked on Grim Fandango, which is considered one of the best point-and-click adventure games from that genre. Does it bother you that Grim Fandango is always naked? What do you mean he's always naked? He's a skeleton. He's always naked. No, but he's wear he wear everyone wears clothes, though. That's the thing. It's sort of like the Day of the Dead world. Well, actually, the after I think it's the after. We he is a Grim Reaper. Um, whatever. Everyone dresses up in suits. It's got that. Uh, it's got like a 1950s, 1940s detective noir feel to it. Well, then I guess that's more of 1930s then. You know, like Casablanca. <laughs> Just keeps going back in time, man. Well, yeah, because Casablanca is during which war? World War Two. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if Early you've ever heard of, of this guy, II. but uh, Hitler was a pretty big deal. A lot what? of stuff around him. The guy from Telltale's? No, the guy from Telltale Games is not uh, not a relative uh, of Hitler, or you know, probably not even German. Okay. But I know the guy the guy who headed Telltales was someone big in that world. I can't forget it. I can't remember his name. I'll look it up to satiate your curiosity. The Telltale games are, uh, believe it or not, less uh, interactive than those games. There's not even really pointing and clicking in the later editions. It's really just walk around and uh, have conversations. Hit a butt. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. That's what it was, too. I mean, before... It, it, controllers had so many options on it that they could actually do a point and click.
click adventure game mm. on a console because where the mouse would allow you to touch and, and navigate the system fast more than a console could they in turn have more buttons to then link to actions so when you're in this area just like you could in the point and click you have certain spots you could click in yeah not everything was was interactable so when you actually did succeed at it i mean the before that was all text-based base quest and king's quest were text-based you had to type out your action yeah and what was it zorg or zorn yeah zorg yeah 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 i forget what they call i mean muds were like that too those um in essence what a mmo uh, the mmo pre uh uh progenitor is 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 a multiple user uh database something like that in, in essence it was you would you would create a character, a warrior, whatever class. You would have mm -hmm. powers. You would go off on adventures. You get gear, and then you go to air. Literally, what an MMO is, but it was all text based. So you had to describe everything, how the room looked, looking to the left, looking to the right. If you go west, yeah. No wonder our generation grew up as nerds. Everyone was reading their video games back then. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Also, the Telltale Games people, uh, Kevin Bruner, Dan Connors, and Troy Melander. They were all from LucasArts. Kevin what? Kevin Bruner. Is that the guy? I thought his guy's name was Mike something. This is Wikipedia, so you know it's correct. Uh, it yeah. says all of them were from LucasArts and... Mm -hmm develop the company or discover the company following LucasArts' decision to leave the adventure game genre. Oh, Did man, LucasArts created so many great click and text-based games. Oh, man. Full throttle. Oh, the some of the best voice acting in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's his name? Um, Mark Hamill. Oh, chewed up the scenery. Is he is he in full throttle? He plays the bad guy. Um, oh god, look up look up the intro for for full throttle or something about full throttle, and it'll bring up a video about him. I mean, this if this is where Joker started, mm -hmm. or he brought Joker in. I I can't remember the exact date of when this game came out, and if he was already working on Batman by this time. Uh, at a year, that is, 1995. So that would have been, yeah, that would have been right around when the animated series was probably season three, if I so had to guess. So when did he, yeah, so when did he start doing the Batman animated series? And if it's after this, then this is where he started developing his bad guy voice. I guarantee you. If not, it's around the same time, which is great, because that's where he got to develop it more. If he developed it, uh, developed Joker out of this, but yeah, it looks like it was right in the middle. It actually was uh, oh. probably season three. Damn. Well, if you look up the video and you listen to it, you're gonna be like, "Oh, man. I mean, you're gonna hear it like yeah. oof, right off the top." I mean, the guy who does Bob's Burgers sounds <laughs> like every like himself everywhere. Yep. He's not even trying. That's him. Yeah, and that's what's so charming about it. He's just regular dude doing regular dude getting cameos on stuff i mean it is oh yeah fuck that guy for all of his success completely fuck that guy but great great though bob's burgers amazing amazing work this it's exactly it's exactly feels like the simpsons again quality simpsons comedy on on animated series yeah what simpsons left years ago and i mean at least half a decade ago 
Don't break my heart. I still love The Simpsons. Not after, like, season 13 or something, dude. And then the movie, once they did the movie, it was just a cash grab. This is ridiculous. Come on. This is goddamn ridiculous. You're, you're breaking my heart. Also, someone uh, in an apartment next to me is filling up their tub so much it makes me think they're committing suicide. No, 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 no. Consistency, sir. Yeah, man. Full throttle majority of the Space Quest series. I mean, maybe missing two of them out of the entire Space Quest series. I loved Roger Wilco. King's Did... Quest, eh. Yeah, that's what I've heard is it's it is what it is. Here's, here's something. Here's a game that if you throw it out there to the right group or the right person and they react to it, if you were really into these adventure clicking games, LucasArts did one. It looked like a passion project. All right, throw it at me. Torrens, Torrens Passage. Holy shit, garlic bread. What? That's my response. You said I I'm needed kidding. to respond to it, so that was my response. No, no, no. I just know that... If you had said that to me, I'd be like, oh, shit, Miles knows this stuff. Okay, Miles and I can have a deep conversation. No, me... I trust your knowledge in video games completely. Yeah, but... let me let me stop you right there. I do up, not have knowledge. So many levels. So many levels in, like, like, whoa, whoa. Nobody knows Torrent's Passage. I was, like, this weird person that, like, I loved it. I don't know why I loved it, but I loved it. Tell us all about it. Walk, take us on a walk through Jason Bueno's memory. I can't remember a lot of the details of the game. <laughs> no, no, but I did. I did. I did look it up, and and I did remember. Okay, so it's this kid. He uh, in this really zoop, just really crazy alternate world with crystals. He has this weird pet dog thing that morphs all the time. He lives with his quote unquote parents. And then suddenly one day, some shit goes down and they get crystallized. And then you have to figure out how you can save them again. And it's just you clicking around and clicking on stuff, some stuff. Actually, you can pick it up. You can right-click it, and then it gives you, like, hand in uh, magnifying glass and your inventory. So that you pick up the hand, that means interact with it, try to grab it. If you can pick it up, it might tell you something. Like, oh, you, you, you grab it, but nothing happens, or you pick it up and you put it in your pocket. Uh, the magnifying glass is, like, describing, you know, like, inspect. Tell me more about what this item, this area is, or what I'm looking at. Yeah. And then inventory, you can pull something out of your inventory to interact with the item. Oh, and a mouth, and a mouth, so that you can talk to people or talk to them, which is hilarious. Because they would actually, it, like, like um, Monkey Island. Did you ever play Monkey Island? No, but now I'm imagining uh, one. licking a monkey. Exactly. Yeah. And then it wasn't just that they would lick it, but they would also throw in commentary about what you did. They thought people would lick it. Like, we have to come up with a couple of comments so that we know that people are going to be like, I have all of these options. Grab the monkey, look at the monkey, grab something from my bag and interact with the monkey, or talk taste the monkey and yeah whatever it i don't know it, it it was fun it was fun and the and you just went on this alternate world and you just sort of teleported well it's funny is the guy looked human but then his parents didn't look really human and i don't remember the details of the game i just really liked it i liked that adventure or i like those styles of game could you look at parents 
if that's something that you could do in the game and it was designed for you to be able to lick something, like there's a purpose for licking objects, you know, uh, interactions were dictated by the buttons you pressed sure. on your controller or, or on your keyboard. Um, which is just a big controller when you think about it. Which is just a giant controller with a bajillion buttons, key binding and all that. But that was before key binding because you couldn't key bind. Oh, my God. I I thought it would be hilarious. I thought it was, man, this would be cool to play Doom 2 on my computer. And I'm just like, and then I realize you're playing with old school buttons. So there is no WSAD. No, no. It was no. the direction pad. Yep. And you better be you know, good was, with your left hand as far as oh controlling. Oh my god, I remember, I remember that. I remember how I was determined, I stayed with the directional pad when I started playing more FPS games, and people were like, dude, why would you do that? You have to lift up your hand from running to go reload your gun, because the games were already using the letters for actions, right? Yeah. So... And I was like, no, man, it's like, you know, I like it. It works. Like, I can do it. So, and it was like, and I realized I was lifting my hand up like 20 bajillion times to do anything. So I was like, all right, I'll try it. I'll try it. And it's like second nature now. I don't even know how I could have even played that game. Did you ever play Myst? Uh, yeah, once or twice. Even I had my, like, I, even I, I, I didn't go that that into gaming. I didn't find that game those games fun. I found those kind of boringish. There were some games like that that were fun, but Miss never caught my attention. But I did play it occasionally and I knew friends that did play it. Mm -hmm. That was a whole lot of puzzles, right? Yeah, it was puzzles. Um picking up items while you're doing your puzzles that drop out. Exactly what um what you call it does. The Resident Evil Except okay. you never got to see your character. Your character, you were always looking through your character's head and eye arm thing. So whenever you interacted with something, it would just be a hand icon. You never saw a hand. You would just suddenly the machine starts moving. And it's like, uh, okay, I guess I turned it. <laughs> Resident Evil was like after that when they started using 3D worlds so they can have 3D characters and watch you interacting. But it's the same thing. All you were doing was just going into a room, clicking on something. Yeah, you have gun stuff, but at, at its base core, Resident Evil is just you running around a room, turning, hitting a switch, and then coming back. That's it. Mist is the Dark yeah. Souls of Resident Evil. Like the, the progenitor, the original idea of just interacting with the environment to have an effect. I mean, I, my dad and I used to play a game um, on the PC that was like that. It was a puzzle game. You had to find objects, but to get to those things, you had to make sure you figured out a puzzle of hitting switches from one room, learning how the elevator system, you know, you know how all those other games did, uh, flat game, two-dimensional games did it. Yeah, board games, I think yeah. you mean to say. Exactly. Uh, did you ever play Seventh Guest? Once. That was very Resident Evil. Very Resident Evil. Yeah, big old mansion. Yeah, and you were an inspect an inspector, an investigator, and mm -hmm. you got to solve the crime. It's like very, yeah, it's very crime based, but it's like almost it's also supernaturalish, and it's also a, a killer thing, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually uh, this was one of the few games that my uh, I basically was at a garage sale, and I paid five bucks for a whole like case filled with CD ROMs, and the seventh guest was in there. Uh, but as soon as I put it in, and uh, once you did that, you get 
the CD runs like a, a fucking lawnmower is in your, you know, in your computer. And then you get the just awful looking 3D like run up to the mansion itself. I remember it got to that, the logo came up, and then the entire computer crashed, and we had to get a brand new computer. Yeah, it, yeah, it literally used every single bit of its lights, its force to to, power to itself. exactly. It Luke Skywalker itself straight into the living force. It was amazing. I don't even have a CD player, a CD drive on my computer anymore. I took it out when I rebuilt it. Yeah, I point? did the exact same thing. I, I was going, oh, I should put it in there just in case. In case of what? Yeah. I have Windows 10 on a USB plug. So yeah. I was like, eh, I didn't find a reason for it. The only thing I still have somewhere is uh, Guild Wars 2. I bought that. I bought the physical discs, but that, that comes oh with like six God. installation discs. Guild Wars. Gee. Yeah. Guild Wars is not uh, a point-and-click adventure game. No, no, that was an MMO. Yeah, it was a free MMO, and it was fucking yeah. great. Well, it was it it, it was it, it was free eventually. They, at first, you had to pay for it, but they found out real quick people weren't paying for it. So well, yeah, they made it free. but I remember that game. No that subscription, game. I should say. Yeah, no subscription. That was it. No subscription, but you still had to pay for the game. Yeah, they were the first one to do that because it was like they had a uh, well, not as after. Well, yeah, kind of because I was out already. Oh, yeah. Wow was pay for, and this one was like, look, 60 bucks up front, and that's it. But it just didn't have the pull. It's kind of interesting. People would still pay 60 bucks for WoW, and then $15. Because, I mean, no one could do what WoW did at the time that WoW did it. And once yes. it was, you know, that explosion, that kind of cultural phenomenon on the PC space, everyone else felt like they were just trying to copy even down to the um, uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic one. Oh, which, You know, it's Star Wars. That's a good thing, right? But then you get into it, and it's just boring as all shit. Oh, God. It was terrible. And they held so many things back from people. Yeah, and then, I mean, Guild Wars had this unique perspective because the classes, you had classes, but the skills weren't linear. Yeah. You had to find the skills and learn them by battling things. You got one or two class skills, but the good stuff was stuff learning out in the field, learning it, watching a boss fight, and then you did a maneuver that you would learn his ability. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yes, please. I only play three once. So when Star Trek Online came out, I was like, okay. And then you could, be, you could fly ships. I was like, all right, let's do this. I barely did land missions. Land missions were terrible. They were disgusting. They put so much effort into their ship stuff. I was like, fuck that. You need to hop on uh, whatever that uh, Star Citizen. Oh, Star Citizen. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. I was going to send you this video that I saw. This shows a ship coming out of warp. Like, legit cool. I wonder if I can find it again. I'm going to find it. I'm going to send it. I'll put it in the chat here. So people like Mr. Pickles. I think it's a stupid cartoon. Mr. Pickles? talks about it. it's on adult swim i have no idea if you say it's on adult swim you've lost me adult swim is surprisingly too yeah. mean yeah venture games sort of just like it gets games sort of shifted for a while after that pc games dropped out fps's the games fps games became the thing that you do on the on the pc so yeah that was the only thing 
that was being made. No one was making any of the games. PC games started getting small. The area that they dominated in the stores got smaller and smaller because console was the big thing. No one did PCs. Stupid. And look at that. Now, the, the world of the streamer. You gotta have both. Yeah, you have to have literally every console. I still like my PC. I've always been PC, and I always will be. Die hard. All what, the way. What's that? I can't hear you from your ivory tower. My ivory tower. Yes. I don't know. I just... I just never grew up with a console. I mean, I went. I my formative years were on a PC. Everyone else had a console. My parents didn't want me to have one. Funny enough, I was playing Wolfenstein 3D on the PC and Doom and Duke Nukem. So tell me about violent get video games. You can't play Mortal Kombat. That's just like, you seen some of the shit I'm playing right now. <laughs> nope, but it makes you happy. <laughs> I would say though. One of the coolest first-person games I ever played, and I—that is—I will. That's like right up there with, um, with I fight you about it is Thief, the Dark Project, and the second one, both. That was like, but it's when they when they when the when the studio got shut down was Black Isles, I think. When Black, oh, no, 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 Looking Glass. Oh my God, Looking Glass dudes. I wanted to work at Looking Glass Studios. I tried to get a job there. Hold so on, Looking Glass did Thief. Looking Glass Studios did Thief. Look it up. I loved the lore. I dug into it. I read, I read stories, fan fiction. I looked at art. Oh man, I loved Thief. Because it was different. You didn't have to be a runner-gunner. You had to be quiet, methodical, tactical. Violence was actually worse for you because it made more noise. You wanted to use water arrows to knock out torches and, and, and your blackjack to knock people out. So you and I, just this very second, may have become best friends. Uh, because really? Looking, yeah, Looking Glass Studio is where... Ken Levine worked, and Ken Levine, you know, went on to do Bioshock and all that. But yeah. Looking Glass also did System Shock and System S System yes. Two, and I love That's System right. Shock Two. System Shock series is is one of the greatest PC series out there. You can bring that up, and you know a true PC player when they say System Shock, you're like whoa, oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I just played System Sh both System Shocks for the first time. That was an FPS that was different. Yeah. Yeah. That game was effing terrifying, the second one especially. It's right up there. I like System Shock, um, Thief, The Dark Project, Thief. Um, God, what was it? What was the title of the second one? Ah, oh, because in the first one, there was this religious order called the Hammerites. Oh my God, I loved it. They carried war hammers and everything was like, you know, mech they didn't really truly love the mechanation but they love the fire the forge mm -hmm. it's called the metal age they even said prayers oh yes yes borderline steampunkish but that's where the second one came in the second one was like steampunk yeah. with medieval and that one there was still the hammerites this is right there were the hammerite there were the hammerites and or the um who tr who, who who favored the trickster god mm -hmm. um and then the second one, they were all three again, but mostly it was the uh, Mechanites, who you who were an offshoot of the Hammerites, who evolved machineries that had automation to themselves, and they could make sentry machines and cameras and stuff like that. So it added a whole nother level, but you could 
mod that game so there was people who made really great levels and mod levels that were so much fun oh god i missed that game dude you, see you need to get on gog and just go on a spree god those games are on sale like three times a month <laughs> we may just become best friends come on <laughs> we're already best friends so i have think i have full throttle remastered i know Ooh. i have day of the tentacle and now i oh. have grim fandango oh god dude um, you are like these are their award-winning games award-winning games that's what i'm asking which one do i start with i mean person i mean day of the tentacles the is was the first was one of the first ones they did so i mean if you want to start from the beginning you do that one full throttle and grim fandango I would say Full Throttle, Grim Fandango, uh, Day of the Tentacle. But I feel like you're going to like either Full Throttle or Grim Fandango the most. If anything, Grim Fandango for the cheesy, cartoony, noirishness that is the story of Grim mm-hmm. Fandango. And what you do. And the that it all is around the Day of the Dead. Beautiful. Beautiful artwork. Beautiful artwork. Shit, man. I'm gonna have to go look for some. I'm gonna have to look for some thief stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna check out. Was it Gog? Right. Yes. Good old games. Okay. Good old games. Yeah, I'll check it out. And they're pretty good for like just down. Like what is it? you just download the file and it pretty much plays out on your computer for the modern computer, right? Exactly. What they they have optimized it for modern PCs, and I'm not kidding. Like Thief, uh, I want to say like three weeks ago it was like three bucks. Oh. oh. Oh man, I'm gonna go check it out. Alright.